0: guys. Welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh. This is episode number 46. This week on the episode, I talk with Maddie of the band Nasty, which is this just in-your-face, heavy, gnarly, just twisted, hardcore band out of... Belgium. And they've got a new album coming out. Maddie and I were able to connect a couple weeks ago now and discuss the album, kind of life in quarantine, how that changed the album some, uh, his clothing line, what mental health looks like in Belgium, you know, kind of compared to the U.S., and yeah, a whole lot more. He was a great dude to talk to. Really appreciate him taking the time. We actually did this on a Sunday. So, um, you know, just trying to get our schedules to link up was was awesome of him to take the time. Um, we did have a couple minor connection issues. So there are a couple spots in the uh, interview where it may sound like it cuts out or, or whatever. And that was us just reconnecting um you know nothing's perfect unfortunately but uh they've got a new album coming out like i said it's called menace it drops on september 25th uh and yeah let's jump into my conversation with maddie from the band nasty
1: so yeah basically um you know I
0: wanted to down with you um go over the new album and things like that but uh kick things off we'll start with the same question that you get asked in every interview uh
1: what's your name kind of what do you do in the band and a little background on yourself
2: um my name is matti You, yeah, uh i am yeah what you say shouting i mean you can't call it singing <laughs> doing the right. voices the vocal noises and nasty <laughs> <laughs> and uh my background is um i'm kind of self-employed now with music writing music for other people also um i have my own closing company um and that's pretty much all i do yeah.
0: awesome um so
1: how did music start for you um you know where what was kind of that defining moment of this is what i want to do
2: uh, you mean <clears throat> this is what i want to do kind of doing my own music and playing in a band yes. in general yes. like influence of the kid
1: no more <laughs> of um that i want to do this as my thing as okay. as my own band
2: um so so when i think i had my first band where i was 15 or 16 with friends in school after i was always into hard music let's say um, i i think i had a cop killer tape in my hand when i was in fourth grade that here in fourth grade you are around 10 years old i think so i listened to Cop okay. killer yeah. i was 10 years old um uh, and I always grew up with uh, yeah, I, uh I was always into heavy stuff and hip hop, but um, then on sudden, I think it was in, when I was 15, somebody showed me Agnostic Front Gotta Go. And it was kind of special to me. I was very much into punk and crossover before, but Agnostic Front and Gotta Go had some, I don't know, some some more street bites, some more mean. Uh, meaning to the music in my opinion and it, it was like brought to me like yo check this out this is hardcore hardcore music and i was like wow so there's hardcore music yeah. so it <laughs> so was a pretty defining moment because um from the point on i i there was no internet at the time where you could kind of search for bands and stuff so i went in every record shop and just looked at covers of cds that kind of looked similar to what i thought would the hardcore band would look like and i Try to steal it, or I um, right. i told the people like, "Yo, this is a present. Can you seal it?" So I opened the seal at home, copied it on my tape, and all that stuff. So that's the so through agnostic front, I found out about hardcore music, and uh, not not long from that point, we started our own band, and really like like typically nobody could play an instrument and we were like okay i gonna play guitar so i played guitar are ah, you gonna sing you gonna play bass, and you gonna drum and so we bought the cheapest the cheapest gear ever and just started a hardcore band kind of uh, a hardcore <laughs> band um yo and that's pretty much when everything started so
1: yeah awesome give me one second one of my my input just died on me give me a second <laughs> okay there we go um yeah so within that you guys have been a band for like 14 years now right uh i think
2: 15 years 15 years of playing live. our first live show was in
1: 15 years now
2: yeah i think 2005 was our first live show yeah so i yeah
1: so uh how how much has that obviously impacted your life? You know, you've you've been able to um, kind of make this and the clothing line, like you were saying, kind of a full-time gig now, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it changed my so, whole life pretty much. I mean, we never had a plan to grow to a point with the band where we had the option to make a living out of it, from it, which we now tried to do or did but right everything's kind of in pieces (laughs) so um right (laughs) like like we had any plans behind it we were just like yeah to may sound cheesy but we were fed up kids we were angry kids that wanted that needed a release and um so we we weren't really good on our instruments we were just like yo let's play the most aggressive music we possibly can with the skills we have right okay Thoughts, which which are still pretty accurate. Uh, So, (laughs) um, we never had a plan. We just played, 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 and we released albums because we loved play. You know, like playing live and releasing music and writing music. And then we, on some, came to the point where people got more and more into us, and where we had the the choice. Like, okay, we already had like side jobs too nasty like uh, me and our drummer we both worked at a school for um handicapped children for four years and had oh, nasty okay. yeah. but then it came to the point where we had so much much opportunity with nasty where we had to decide the whole band like okay we're we gonna do will nasty be like a hobby Or are we going full time and take the risk you know so yeah yeah we decided to take the risk and go full time I mean, everybody, everyone in the band has his, like, side jobs besides Nasty still, because it's pretty hard to live from a hardcore band, especially if you're from right. Europe, you know, Europeans are not yeah. as cool as, like, a US band. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Music seems a little different. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah and, and, yeah, so it had, like, crazy impact to all our lives. Like, no security, no securities anymore, like, you know, like, your daily job, like, um, uh, how how do you know, what's it called? Something most people in the U.S. don't have. It's when you hurt yourself and you need to go insurance. to the hospital. Yeah, insurance. <laughs> like, like yeah. you know, now you have a job, you have insurance, all this stuff, and now we need to take care of all that by ourselves and trying to, yeah, live from punk rock, hardcore, metal music, so.
1: Yeah, right. and, and then you know, having a, a family and kids and stuff like that obviously compounds that concern, yeah.
2: right? Yeah, it's it's like three of us, three or four have kids now, and it's uh, especially right now. It, you can imagine that it's a little, it's strange times and hard times for everyone.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um So the new album, Menace, drops uh September twenty fifth. Uh, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the the album, kind of you guys had a a little bit of a unique experience with it while recording and and writing for it uh coronavirus happened and fucked everything up
2: (laughs) yeah we were pretty much half into into the album like half of the songs were written mostly most were like pre-track pre-recorded and then uh, we had some plans we had built the the drum kit in the studio we had the plan like okay when we track guitars i'm coming with and you track like two songs guitars then i do one song vocals and so we had like a good workflow everything was in time and then corona came and and he hit us up like yo you guys won't be able to hit the studio for the next not sure how many weeks and we were like ah okay cool but we need to somehow finish the album so we managed that pretty much with um yeah like right now with facetime groups and and whatsapp chats when we had ideas for riffs, you had like a, a WhatsApp invo- in ma- uh, mail, like den, 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 den. And then Andy was sold in the studio because his studio so we was just about to be alone there and kind of track the guitars from our voice messages and all that bullshit. So, yeah, it was a pretty yeah. unique experience. And then on, at one point we were allowed to get into the studio alone, like one person either, at, at at a at a session. And I yeah. was able to to sing the lyrics, uh, to record um, uh, to re- uh, to record the voice and all that stuff, um, uh, and yeah, and kind of finish some more uh, some more songs. So yeah, it was pretty stupid and but interesting. And I think <laughs> on, some t- on some on some songs you can kind of feel the anger we might have. Like um, there were like two or three songs. Uh, written right after like the the song blood crop was written right after i had a conversation with my girlfriend because she owns a catering service she's like self-employed uh, self. yeah she has got her own business also yeah. so with coronavirus her whole industry her whole um whole service died too because catering service works with live shows and there are no live shows about to happen so we were both right. kind of losing our main income for the family and we had like this conversation how we should go on and i was super frustrated going to the studio and wrote blood crop and yeah so yeah it's yeah like the cover of Menace was was um, painted before everything was done before like also the song Menace and another song i think this is the end of the world and we know it were written actually before the corona virus dropped so i think the virus gave those songs even more meaning to, to the whole kind of concept of the city. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so um you've dropped two singles off of it so far. One is Ultimate which as of earlier today uh, a little over 130,000 streams on Spotify since July 24th, 25th, something like that. So pretty pretty solid month, right, of of release for that. And then um 666 AM dropped a week ago, Friday, I think it was, and you're at like 56,000 streams on it already, which is to me a killer week to open up, right?
2: Yeah, it is. Especially because we never were about to happen very much in, at social medias and on streaming platforms. Because um our former yeah. label, really good label, but he kind of, us too, we all slept on this digital side of the business. We, we, right. we, um, on a, on playlists uh, we never pitched music uh to curators and all that stuff um and now yeah for sure with central media th- this is a whole other setup so i think we doubled or even even more than doubled our listeners in in since we dropped ultimate and yeah and i'm pretty uh excited yeah what's about-
1: yeah central media uh fucking kills it man um, in the the metal and, and hardcore scene i've worked with them for a number of years and they've really been able to adapt well to the the streaming and digital side of things
2: yes yes yeah also like like we, we um, did oh. uh, okay uh, we did sit together we had like a meeting where we were talking about like promo moves and stuff maybe work with some influencers have reaction videos on our videos and all that stuff and so far we're uh, it goes pretty well like for us it, it, it definitely is a step up
1: yeah yeah i think um you know they like i said they've i've worked with them probably for about off and on for about 10 years even yeah. covering different bands of theirs and stuff like that and like to see their growth has been incredible as well because They've, like I said, really took that that initial like, oh, digital is kind of a thing, and they were like, fuck it, we're going all in. Let's let's figure it out. Yeah, I I think it's
2: the future. I mean, um, if you compare like hip hop to metal, like the hip hop scene is way more digital than the metal scene already. But I think that in the near future, mm-hmm. metal to follow up metal hardcore and punk rock needs to follow up because like no you know nobody really buys cds anymore i think vinyl is doing pretty ill because it's kind of a collector thing but like nobody really buys cds anymore and i think like cars in the future and stuff won't even have a cd player and uh, it's just everything's about streaming right now and i mean it makes sense it's just like the easiest way of getting into music
1: yeah for sure and especially with like um sirius xm satellite radios things like that i think you're right cd players are probably on their way out in, in yeah. car vehicles for sure um, yeah. in the next probably five years so yeah. um, so i got to read through some of the lyrics I haven't heard the whole album yet but I got to read through some of the lyrics um, talk a little bit about the title track Menace um I, I really enjoyed the the lyrics there but I'd like to hear kind of what went into that song particular.
2: Okay fuck I would need to read the lyrics by myself right <laughs>
1: <laughs> um
2: It's kind of um, like, if you would like compare it a little with the cover artwork, it's about like, I think the world and our surroundings, also social media, all that stuff is kind of a menace to us as a person, or it can be a menace, especially to our mind, Um, because it's so much information in general but also wrong information um role modeling everybody's just showing us like a side like everything's fine everything's perfect you go to vacation once you do pics for the next five years and everybody thinks you're living life you know what i mean and um so right. i think i think all this situation I'm, um it's also meant about like the climate change and all that stuff so if the predictions are yeah. right 10-20 years, there won't be no turning back. So we're heating up, no matter what we do, and we're gonna end kind of in a Mad Max world, maybe. Or I think it right. may be pretty sure that we will. Um, and so this is like this song is. Yeah, about, I think it's
1: probably just a matter of time.
2: Yeah, it, yeah, it, it, it sucks, but and it's still unreal in my head. But I think if you lo- look at the facts, it, it's going to happen. So be prepared. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah right Right. Um, yeah right (laughs) Uh, another one that i i really dug was um go
2: ahead oh okay yeah like like the whole thing is like this world is a menace to us but also it can turn like kind of a normal person to a menace to the outside world you know like the most extreme version to, to symbolize that is somebody running amok You know, because it's like, maybe he's like kind of isolated, he gets lots of shit and stuff, and then he's like, click, and yo, I'm gonna fuck everybody up, and and goes Amok, and and clips some people, and worse. And also, like, this whole world is a menace to us, but it can also create a menace out of you for for your surroundings. So that was pretty much the, uh, yeah, what I thought about writing the lyrics and having the whole artwork done. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I I definitely agree with that. I think, you know, like you're saying, the world itself is is toxic, but the more of that you absorb, the more toxic you become as a person as well yeah, so definitely. it's really trying to to fight that and and not let it all absorb in exactly yeah uh betrayer was another one though that really stuck out to me um, seemed like it's about fucking real fake friends that are just there when you're on your highs and then stab you in the back when when they get the chance um. Talk a little bit about you know how how that's affected you, I guess you know coming up through the hardcore and metal scene, like have you experienced a lot of that where people are like super cool to you because they think you can elevate them, and then the second you don't do what they're asking or what they think you're gonna do, <laughs> they're just shitting on you basically
2: yes, we had a lot of uh we always had like uh, we kind of i'm not. Like we kind of stand out maybe a little if it's to the hardcore scene, especially in Europe, especially at the point where we are with the band. I think we're kind of alone. Yeah. Like every metal fest we play, every festival we play, we are kind of black sheep there because we kind of made it out of a subgenre or a subculture and are now playing with like yeah, like metal and hardcore bands that are you know you know what I mean like we're super ignorant (laughs) we're pretty primitive in how we sound so we're kind of always the black sheep (laughs) uh, wherever we play and we needed to like the way we get there we needed to take lots of shit lots of shit talk because we don't look like we may not look typical for the scene and for metalheads, for hardcore kids. Everybody's like, yo, we've been asked on gigs. We've been asked like, yo, are you guys at the wrong gig? You you know, like, yo, the hip hop uh, festival somewhere else and stuff. So we needed to, t- uh, yeah, we, we did get a lot of, lot of shit. And on sudden you're at a point with the band where you kind of share stage or you even play buff bands that, talked shit before that sort of like ah those idiots and on sudden those people step up to you like ah yeah what's up i always loved your band haha <laughs> amazing you know blah blah and um on suddenly you have lots of yeah on sudden you have lots of kind of friends um that tell how cool you are and that want to do pics with you or the, you know what i mean like it's a little crazy, like um, especially if you have su- success in something, people come and want to profit from you. If it's also if it's like anything, like I mean, if when you start a band, no label is interested, no booker is interested, no uh, promoter is interested in you, and on sudden when you grow and you grow, everybody's kind of yeah, like oh yo, awesome, 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 that's something because on some they can profit from you too. You know what I mean? And that's a little about that, but betrayal. Yeah. Betrayal was was mostly written about a few things that happened, but that are a little private, so I don't want to get into detail. But where people that we yeah. cared about... No worries there. Um, yeah? Yeah, That, that where people that... Yeah, no, I... Yeah. And uh, that uh, they seemed to care about us, like, kind of showed the real face, and they didn't fucking care at all. And, like, people that said we had had our backs, kind of yeah they had our backs with a fucking knife they put in
1: you know yeah so um let's talk a little bit about um mental health in general uh but specifically in belgium what's kind of the in your experience anyway the stigma around it i guess um you know what what's the perception of mental health over there
2: of mental health um, what, what, what do you mean
1: yeah. by, uh, yeah, so like, uh, for mental health in, in, sorry about that. My phone messed up on me there for a minute, Maddie. Um, no. so in, in the U S we kind of use mental health as a, a general term, but like, uh, depressions, suicide, anxiety, things like that. Um, what's kind of that, that vibe over there for the The view on you know depression or suicide and things like that
2: I think the view gets more and more sensible kind of um because more and more people talk about it, uh, especially through social media, which I think is kind of good, yeah, but also very dangerous because on sudden a lot of people I think that have like Let's say a bad week or bad month are like, yo, suddenly, yeah, post a picture of the ass and talk about <laughs> depression. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, wow, well, yeah, you know, like, um, I think a lot of some a lot of people also use it to get attention. Uh, I don't want to say even if they're not depressed because I can't see inside their heads, but I think a lot of people are also very careless with it. Like um, I think it's very private and something you should talk with your best friends about, or uh, or a pro like a right. doctor, or psychiatric, and not like post nice pictures with a with a with with a text un- under underneath to to tell everyone, yo, I'm depressed, and we should all talk about that more. You know what I mean? Especially in a world that gets right. like harder and harder and colder and colder you should kind of protect yourself from the outside world instead of opening up like totally like yo here here's my heart if you want step in you know and um yeah i, I think what, what's coming from the us also is a lot of that um or in general it's i, I feel that like pre, is it called pres- prescriptive oh. drug like all those drugs like Xanax. um uh and and um yeah like all those antidepressiva, uh i think doctors are like like gi- giving them out way too fast because um I, right. I have like like two in my family i i have two suicides already cause of depression um and uh like i one was because I, he was in a mental illness hospital and he got a few drugs there that he kind of they've just fucked his mind up. You know what I mean? It's like, I think it's more healthy to get yeah. through a depressed or, or like a bad, say fa- like a bad time in your life. I think it's better if you kind of fight through instead of trying to help you with, with drugs. I mean, it, if it's like a real bad point, you should take, maybe take some drugs to get through. But mm, I think a lot of people take them way too early. But I don't really want to judge because that's, that's what it is. I mean, if somebody loses an arm, you can, he, and he says, yo, fuck, I lost my arm. You can say, yo, fuck, that lost his arm. You know, but if somebody tells you, yo, I'm depressed and you are like, ah, what you're talking about, you're fine. Mm, you can't see in his head, you know. So I think that's a pretty sensible task to 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 discuss but in general it's it's much more um it's much more around than before especially on social media
1: yeah yeah and i think that's um kind of like you were saying i think it's kind of a double-edged sword yeah on the one side it's nice because people are talking about it and it hopefully is getting rid of the stigma where people are afraid to say hey i'm having troubles but at the same time does it amplify the problems by so many people being like, "Oh, I'm depressed," and everybody starts piggybacking on that and gets to that yeah. point where, you know, it's it's just kind of compounding the issues.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and, and it's also like if somebody like yeah. like you feel really bad, and then let's say a professional comes to you and says, "Ah, yeah, you got depression," and then you're about, "Ah, oh, okay." I've got depression, and then you get way, maybe you get even way more into it, you know what I mean? Because on, on some of you are like diagnosed something, um, and you kind of yeah, you know what I mean? There are people that live around this, like everything they do and say is right. about this. you know, they kind of make a, a thing out of it, like out of. Like a, like a, yeah. And I think that's very yeah it's
1: It's yeah, a little and I, difficult I and dangerous. It, it, almost, it almost becomes a. Yeah. And I think it almost becomes like a um, like a crutch or an excuse, you know, like when somebody has asthma, that's obviously a real thing, but then they'll be like, Well, I can't do that because I have asthma. Yeah. Okay. So kind of the same thing with mental health, like once you get that that depression diagnosis, like, Oh, well, it's because I have depression that I feel like this or whatever, and it's like, But but you didn't think that, you know, six months ago when you didn't know. um so yeah i I think you're right i think it's kind of that that double-edged sword of do we lean into it and say you know this is how we fix this or do we take smaller steps before jumping into like you were saying getting medication on your first visit probably not the best overall uh, decision or diagnosis
2: yeah yeah that that, that's what i think too maybe if you get some good weed or something you know something that's fuck your right. mind up but you know there are those some medications where you that you take one time and you're kind of addicted from it because it fuds with the chemicals in your brain and you can't be happy without those anymore so yeah it's it's a right. uh, very difficult difficult thing and I, but i think it's it's um obvious that depression is kind of rising because everybody is like even more comparing themselves to each other especially through, through social media you know who 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 wants like, who, which, tell me a kid that's in school right now and is like, "Yeah, I want to be a, a, a eight to five worker every day and work for a shit loan." Uh, you know what I mean? If if you just want much he's just iced out, you know, like going to the yeah. gym, he's got that super nice body from testosterone, whatever, and you compare it. To all those persons, yo, th- this guy's in holidays again. That girl has this super nice body. Yo, everybody is like having this awesome life. So everybody's just like, yo, fuck, and my life sucks. But yeah. what you see is mostly kind of a little faked, because it's fake it till you make it nowadays. And um, so that's why I think lots of, especially younger kids today that don't know the difference between social media and your real life. And, like, I think we did, we can still... Differ between both of those worlds, but those kids nowadays, if you have like a, if you have a smartphone from your from age six or something, already access to the whole world and to other sources, cool and stuff. Yeah, it becomes their life or some somehow, and it's just I think it's hard to compete against all those things you see there, especially the famous things you see. You got mostly gonna, you got mostly gonna follow it, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, I totally agree. I think you know, social media. You and I didn't grow up with it initially, you know. Like MySpace started coming out probably. I was probably in like middle school when MySpace became a thing, um, yeah. and then Facebook, you know, years later and whatnot. But when we were growing up, like we had magazines, but we knew that okay, that's the rock star. That's not my life yeah maybe it came out like you were saying you know kids well why do they get super sweet rides and necklaces and all this and i'm over here doing my thing like why is you know they're a disconnect and i think what you're saying is like spot on that a lot of kids don't take that step back and look at it as a they're in a different spot than i am like yeah lebron james's kids grew up with money he's gonna be in a different setup
2: (laughs) yeah yeah like it's like they don't see the because it's so easy access like we knew okay those are magazines and those are the stars one day i want to maybe be like that and i'm gonna work my life um but you still knew you're surrounding everything super normal but now they are like connected to everyone and everybody looks like super successful so you will be like, oh what the fuck? You know, I I have ten pairs of shoes, but that has got 30 pairs of shoes, you know. I, I need clinic. Right.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. So um for you specifically in in Belgium and you know with your girlfriend and your kid, what does self-care look like for you? Like how do you how do you relieve stress and just Disconnect, if you will, from from time to time to get away from the fucked up world we're in. To be honest, at the moment I think we had one
2: day at at a lake two weeks ago um, for like half a day, and that was the first day in two and a half years that we had like a day off from grinding. <laughs> um, else to let steam off was the band before live shows, especially. But we had no live shows for a year now and uh but yeah my my thing is uh, muay thai i'm uh i went to the gym bodybuilding before but now i i joined muay thai again to to let some steam off which helps pretty pretty good
1: yeah yeah uh Uh, how important do you think that sort of stuff is exercise and and whatnot for especially what we were just talking about with like depression and, and mental health do you think that that sort of outlet kind of helps push away some of that stuff
2: i think it is uh, especially frustration and anger like if you if, if you've got this this kind of ne- negative energy um in, inside you or that grows inside kind of can release it i think through um exercise but i don't think it's for everybody because they're just people that don't like to exercise you know and it's like a, a person so maybe for those guys, it's playing some uh, COD then on PlayStation or something, you know, or maybe X or whatever. <laughs> you know, In like, yeah. um, general, I think it's very important to have something you love or like to do to get like this stress relief, even if it's like going fishing, you know, for right. people that, you know, like me, I, I'm more into like letting steam off body-wise, exercise-wise, so I'm like totally fatigued after but maybe they're like also people that meditate, do yoga, fishing, enjoy silence, or just to music or writing poems or something, you know, what? whatever helps. But I think you kind of, because you kind of get something every day, you kind of get something fed every day. So you, you need some kind of,
1: no matter what. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the reason I wanted to touch on all that is, um, you know, you guys have, openly said that you make fucked up music for a fucked up world. So I wanted to get your perspective on, you know, kind of how fucked up you see the world and then how you deal with, with that world, you know? So I, I really appreciate your insight on that. Yeah. A um, uh, couple last things that, that we'll touch on. Um, you said that you've got a clothing brand. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Plug that so that people know, you know, what to check out. Uh, it's called
2: meta Um The logo is like 3M16, but instead of a clip with bullets, it's a tape there, like a music tape. Yep. It's an uh, expression and about culture of, uh, about underground culture and music especially. Then another logo is like a Tasia, like this cute little, um, I, I think it's kind of an ape, uh, um, who is like the meanest carnivore on earth. <laughs> and um, yo, uh, Matar is to kill in Spanish and Portuguese, but it's more about killing the competition and killing your inner demons instead of like killing somebody. Um, and I started right. this um, when I was about to leave my work for handicapped children because I wasn't, um, I had not enough time to na- because of Nasty, I, we had like no time to do our daily jobs anymore the way we were supposed right. to. Other solutions to get money, so I want some money in poker before. And I thought, like, yo, I'm having a pretty unique style in clothing, and um, I'd love to kind of do that. Clothes by myself, and I was always doing, often were doing uh, nasty, nasty merchandise into care of merchandise. So I was uh, pretty fit, in yeah, and doing merch. So I just started like. On doing kind of a merch thing like uh, how, how we did merch but it elevated now to my own cut and I'm um, like everything's personalized everything's like like my own yeah every right now I'm, I'm it's kind of a real closing line not just like uh, a gilded on a I think in in, in the USA it's a style yeah not printed on a style or stitched something on it now it's like a real with track suits everything you can real made clothes and yeah I think it's I started 2013 the seventh years now and it's like growing little by little also also it's pretty not in the hip-hop right now in Germany and it's yeah it's like kind of my my little baby that I take care of it's not that I can make like like get super much money out of it because the most money I make with it I put back into the progress to make better clothes and stuff or take better pictures all that stuff So, yeah, but it's, um, yeah, it's
1: it's growing and growing. Yeah, awesome. Uh, So, let's say coronavirus ends and, you know, the world can finally get back to normal. Let's say tomorrow, you know, what would be the goal for you guys through the end of the year? Would you be one of those bands that... Obviously, you're dying to play live shows, but are you planning on as soon as it's available or are you going to play it a little safe on that side of things?
2: Um, We're going pretty safe. Like uh, We had a whole release tour planned already for October, but uh, before we announced, we were about to announce the tour, we, we had the news that we couldn't make it. So we didn't know. Um, and lots of bands are already announcing tours for early 21, but um, I don't think okay. in Europe. I don't think those were gonna happen. Uh, so we're kind of playing it safe. We preferred right. a tour. We also had like this. Uh, we had an uh, offer to play a show for 200, like a release show in front of 200 people, but everybody seated in a. Like a 1,500 people's venue, and we, we don't do the music to pull those kind of shows off. <laughs> right. We want to play safe. When we, if we want a tour, we want to have a proper tour, like at Back to Place. And, um, you know, so as long as we, we're not able or we won't, we can't be sure that we can have a proper tour, I think we won't tour or play any shows. Yo, so. Yeah. Um, week i going to hit the studio again and we're going to start writing new songs for a new album already. So maybe we'll release a new album in a year already because we are, you know, in my opinion, Menace is the best album we ever made with the best setup. So it sucks extremely that we can't back it with a, with a tour. Right. Uh, it's like you've done something awesome, but you can't just make one cent out of it, you know, because, I mean, we, 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 get, our, we get our loan or money from life. That sucks. But we are we don't want to be like, we uh, around, we, we just and prepared for the next tour, Then even, maybe even with another new album, you know, to, to make a
1: better tour. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think that's smart, you know, I've, I've heard some bands, I've talked to some bands that are like, yeah, you know, if it becomes an option, we want to get out there as soon as we can. And I'm like, I'm dying to see live music but not at the cost of safety and, and consideration for other people. So um, I think that's a smart play, but I totally understand, like, you can't go to a venue and sit down through a hardcore and, and metal show. Like, yeah. that doesn't work. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I get not wanting to play that.
2: Yeah, maybe a singer-songwriter show or something where you normally usually sit or you just stand there and listen to the music. But I, I think the whole hardcore punk thing lives through energy and the uh, how do you say it? the exchange from from band and audience.
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Like maybe some acoustic, you know, like you said, singer-songwriter, some dude in a guitar or a, a piano, sure. But um, full live band probably not going to be a, a good fit. So.
0: Um,
1: Again, the album releases at the end of the month here um and or sorry, at the end of September. Um, are there plans for some music videos and and things like that?
2: um there's one more single and music video coming i in around two weeks i um there's gonna be like uh, you know this uh, trap manga videos yeah. yeah there's just a cut between yeah it's gonna be two for manners and it's it's gonna be a, a manga video awesome. Uh, was all, all pretty into uh, trap also, and of uh, culture. So we, and we think that uh, like this new hip hop and trap, like Ghostly Main and all those acts, um, uh, it it kind of reminds me on punk rock and and, and hardcore. And I think there's a lot of um, now nah, what you say. Uh, some I think both scenes have lots of in common, and there are lots of those yeah. trap, hardcore and otherwise also so we kind of want to make a transition there Uh, and yeah
1: i I would agree with that i think you know hip-hop other than your mainstream hip-hop like lil wayne and some of those guys like there is a lot of that similarity where they're they're out there doing the diy thing they've been hustling and grinding playing shows in front of 15 people because that's all they could get you know like hardcore and punk kids have been through that same thing where you're playing at some Little hole in the wall shit show, yeah, and there may be fifty people in the crowd, you know, yeah. because that's all you can get, and I think it I think that helps build a fan base that that truly cares about the music, right you know that that really helps people understand where you come from yes, and and I also think that
2: it's kind of since there's are like mosh pits and all that stuff in hip hop and trap, I think kids kind of get the same vibe from it, like you see yeah. like. If you see like the um, the kind of fashion those, those those kids and people have is is nearly like same as in punk rock, with a with coloured hair and and whatever uh, holes in your shirt and all that stuff, it reminds me really much of punk rock. And I think it's it's kind of a new it's it's. Kind of the same vibe that i like pissed kids that don't feel that they fit in society they go to those shows and they kind of have the same release and the uh the kind of you they have in uh they back in the days are still they find in punk rock and hardcore like i watched this travis scott documentary where everybody like was m- moshing and mosh pit and all but the kids were afterwards they were like yeah we're all friends here, you fall and somebody helps you up, we're all the same in this room and all that thing. And this really reminded me on, on why I found into punk rock and hardcore, because I, I thought the same, like, yo, I don't really fit in this society. But at this place, like on my first hardcore show, people welcomed me. Everybody was super open minded. And I think they find the same thing in this newer hip hop and rap movement. So I think this is a... I think it's amazing and I think there should be like more mixed shows and like maybe like more like like a few future projects like a new kind of crossover would be mixed rap and punk and hardcore like Ghostyman does. I, I mean, you know, he, he has guitar stuff also and he also takes, I think he took Candy and other bands on tour with him and I think he has a black or black metal or even hardcore band himself. So I think that's a pretty good um, example how how this could fit together.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. That's everything I've got for you. I'm going to leave with uh, one question before I let you plug all the social medias and stuff that we'll link to. But the, the question I think is going to come out of what you just said. Let's say in a perfect world, maybe next year or whenever, if you got to collab with anybody out of the hip hop scene, who would you want to do a collaboration with?
2: YNW Melly. <laughs> if he gets. Death sentence
1: (laughs) (laughs) solid solid man all right well i appreciate your time today i'm going to let you plug all your social medias the new record um tell kids whatever you want to tell them that sort of stuff uh i'm looking forward to it but i want to give you the floor to you know let let it all out
2: (laughs) thank you for having us thank you for giving us the opportunity especially on market or like overseas, where it's really hard for European bands to... <laughs> people. So yeah, very much. We were nasty. Yeah, Maybe if, if, you, if you'd like to support music, if you like what you hear, uh, get a copy or stream us. Um, and if you don't like it, just do it. And um, be healthy. Hope to see you on the other side of the world one day on a show or something. And thanks to you again for having us, having the opportunity to speak a little.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate it. I'll let you get back to your kid and enjoy the rest of your day, man. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll put out this and blast your music as much as we can.
2: Thank you very, very much. We appreciate it a lot. Stay safe. And, uh, yeah, hopefully the world won't burn. Thank you. Have a good <laughs> night. You too. Goodbye.
1: Bye, man.
0: And that was my conversation with Maddie. Um, again great dude really appreciate him taking the time to do the interview with us Um, again it happened on a Sunday he's got family and stuff so for him to take time out of the day and you know spend that with us to have that conversation that was huge we really appreciate it hope that you guys do too Um, definitely you know give them some love go over to their Instagram and Facebook and all that sort of stuff Uh, We'll have links to all that in the description of the podcast, but head over, give them a like, a share, follow, all that. Um, Check out their music on Spotify. If you're digging what you're hearing, you can pre-save the album Menace. It drops on the 25th, so just in a couple days here. Um, Also, be sure, you know, go check out the the clothing line that Maddie talks about, that's his uh, his kind of side hustle, if you will. Um, really cool designs. Sounds like a, you know, passion project. And, and we love to help support those as much as we can, too. And yeah, you know, we appreciate you guys um, taking the time with us every single week. And we've got some really cool stuff we're lining up. Uh, We're coming up on the one year anniversary of the podcast. So there may be a special episode coming up soon for that. Um, As always, guys, I really appreciate it. You know, all the support that I've gotten over this uh, since I started it almost a year ago now has just been, you know, more than I expected. Um, And I, I can't say enough positive things about it. As always, you know, give us a like, a share, a follow. Um, Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We are on currently Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, as well as our website. So, you know, you can head over to youmakethescene.com slash podcast and find all of our episodes or any of those streaming platforms that I just named. Also, one of the best ways to support this podcast, because I do it all out of my own pocket, um, you know, I've never really had any ads or anything like that for you guys. Um, one of the best ways to, to kind of support and help out and things like that for the podcast is checking out the merch, uh, picking up the merch. If you go to youmakethescene.com slash shop. There are all kinds of designs up right now. We've got a couple special um, fall-time spooky Halloween ideas that we're tossing around um, that may be coming up soon. So stay tuned for that as well. Um, And, yeah, you know, let us know what you guys thought. Leave a comment. Uh, If you're on Apple or anywhere that you can rate the podcast – Giving us a rating would be amazing. And that's everything I've got for you guys this week. Um, I am going to play part of the new single. It's also the title track by the band Nasty called Menace. Remember, guys, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene. yeah but you can't with
2: destruction close shit do it rush cast those rush what a us go force just the you can attack 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 attack
0: attack attack attack